Hey now, listener, welcome to another edition of the Coco and Dalts podcast. We're real people and we do real reviews. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalts. We do reviews about things that are on Netflix and Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Apple Plus, or whatever it's called, Apple TV. <laughs> and what else do we do, Coco? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, it's been a long time since we've done a Disney Plus deal. And I uh, heard this week that apparently the Disney Plus subscriber numbers are disappointing. So oh. maybe we need to start doing more Disney Plus reviews and that'll get their numbers back up. That'll boost their numbers. Because no- people will be like, I got to watch Loki, man. Like Coco and Dolls love it. Well, they're like sitting back and they're going, I'm waiting for Coco and Dolls to review Apple Dumpling Gang. And (laughs) please, no. So what are we reviewing this time, Coco, before our listener turns off the podcast? What we're reviewing today is Halston. What? A brand new five-part limited series on Netflix. If you're listening in real time, which why wouldn't you be? (laughs) Right. It just premiered yesterday. It's starring Ewan McGregor as Halston. What? The iconic designer... Uh, American fashion designer in the 70s. He's one of the people who really put American fashion on the map. So this uh, series charts his dramatic rise and maybe more dramatic fall Mm. uh, from the 60s when he was the person who actually put the pillbox hat on Jackie Kennedy Mm -hmm. to the 80s when he lost his business and he also uh, succumbed to AIDS. So there's a lot in between Mm -hmm. uh, about those 25 years. Uh, Studio 54 uh, (laughs) is in there. Basically, if you know anything about fashion and the 70s, then pretty much nothing in this is a surprise. Mm -hmm. There's lots of drugs. There's lots of Studio 54. Liza Minnelli Mm -hmm. is a prominent character. There's diva tantrums. There's just... There's gay sex there's, among men. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of gay sex in this. So just for a listener who uh, is maybe thinking about this and is a really big Star Wars fan is thinking, I'm going to watch this because Ewan McGregor's in it. You know, you have to be comfortable with Obi-Wan Kenobi getting it from behind. <laughs> if, let's just... It's it's not there's no nudity really. I mean there's some bare bums yeah, here and there, but it's not it's yeah. kind of tastefully done in some ways as much as you can do that. Yeah. Um it's part of the story. So I mean it's yeah, it's there's a lot of you know homosexual people in this mm-hmm. and it's also fashion. So you see some naked models when they're being fitted, mm-hmm. you know. It's to me none of it felt super gratuitous. No. So No. Yeah. So that's uh kind of the summary. Got anything to add adults? No, I think, uh, so listener is probably going, wait a minute, this is not a documentary about murder, and this is not a superhero movie, so why am I listening to this? So here's the thing, listener, we actually watched a document- documentary about Halston just before we watched this uh, little miniseries guy, and uh, I will say that I recommend doing that because we got a really good picture of the guy's life before the actual Netflix series. And so you can say, well, there's some shades here and some shades there, but I really liked the fact that we watched that documentary. So we recommend that documentary as well because it was on uh, Amazon Prime that we watched it. It was from 2019. Mm -hmm. I believe CNN did it. It's called Halston. It's just about two hours long. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was good. It was, (laughs) it was done with 
family with Halston family participation. Halston is his middle name. BT Dubs, his mm-hmm. last name, his family last name is Froick. I believe that's how it's pronounced. So it was done with um, Froick family participation. Yeah, and uh, they were apparently upset with this uh, rendition. Then they wanted people to believe the documentary. Is that correct, Coco? So his niece, who his niece does not figure in the Netflix series at all, BT Dubs. She's not in it. Um, she, in the documentary, said that Halston hired her straight out of college in like 82, 83, 84, something like that, to work for him. So she worked alongside him, you know, for the last like 10 years of his life, probably um, five, five years or so. And she came out a day or two before the Netflix series was released and said this... Netflix series is inaccurate. It's sensationalized. We don't like the casting of Ewan McGregor in it. Mm. I couldn't find anything in which she actually detailed some of the inaccuracies that Mm -hmm. she was talking about. But the fact that she said it was sensationalized kind of leads me to believe that there's a lot of drug use and a lot of gay (laughs) sex. And he throws a lot of diva tantrums in this. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the doc so she said the documentary that we watched the 2019 one they want that to be sort of the definitive picture mm-hmm. of Halston and that documentary really glossed over mm-hmm. a lot of the more lurid details right. that the Netflix series absolutely did not yeah. and it was like oh by the way he was homosexual and oh by the way he died of AIDS yeah and meanwhile that's really significant stuff right there in the Netflix series it claims that he was blackmailed with some sex tapes by his mm-hmm. longtime lover and the documentary did not say that at all right. that I can remember no so I'm not sure if the family is just angry that I mean obviously it's it doesn't claim to be a docu series mm-hmm. it's a dramatized version of somebody's already sensational life right, right because he did go to studio 54 he did use cocaine he he was in fashion in the 70s and 80s in like new york in new york like yeah. you're gonna use a lot of cocaine this is gonna happen probably. in that world it's so, sort of like an occupational hazard in those like, days like even eight-year-old me like in the 80s would have been like yeah they're probably doing some drugs so like that's just wow. a known thing so you're more woke than i was so i'm not sure if the family is just upset that perhaps there was a lot of attention on the more lurid aspects of his life and not as much on the actual design and the business dealings and stuff, you know, or or if there were inaccuracies and they're just simply not spelling out what they are that I could find. Well, I guess the, the family probably is very protective of this guy. Uh, he got hosed a little bit in some of yeah. his business deals and, you know, he, he got taken advantage of and he was a brilliant guy from both sides of it, really, from the Netflix series and from the documentary. It looks like a guy was really talented. And I think that I can understand why you want to be protective. But at the same time, your life is your life. I mean, you live your life. And why would Netflix, and this is actually a Ryan Murphy-led uh, production, right? So him being from um, more famous for Ratchet and... Uh, American Horror Story, American Crime Story, right. Glee. Yeah. So he's done a lot of stuff. And I got to think that he's not probably sensationalizing. Like, this is probably some legit stuff that happened to the guy in the guy's life. Like, why would you make it even more? Like, there's enough sensational stuff in there right, to begin totally. with. Why would you throw some extra stuff in there making it up? So um, I thought uh, I thought it was... I, I understand why they're, where they're coming from, the family, obviously. But I, I didn't really... 
I didn't really think it was over the top or anything like that. Right. I mean, if all you know about this guy is that he was a fashion designer in the 70s and 80s and he's gay, you can probably figure that this is going to line up with a lot of his life experiences. Right. Well, and I think probably the family is maybe upset and I'm uh, inferring because I don't really know because I haven't talked to them or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> you mean you didn't call him up and be uh, like, hey, hey wh- I want to get some feedback on this movie. Um, but there are scenes, you know, where like the, the gay sex scenes and the drug scenes are pretty explicit in some ways. So maybe it's about it's a matter of, well, if it's happening, we don't need to see it. You know, we don't need to acknowledge it. But it's just part of the part of the story, part of the life. So what did you think of Halston overall, aside from the lurid right. aspects? I kind of got sidetracked, but I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I really liked the performance of Ewan McGregor. I thought he was really good. I've, I liked him in pretty much everything that I've seen him in, so... I uh, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He he sort of affected a little bit of an accent that I wasn't sure how consistent it was throughout the movie or through the series. Um, he being, of course, not American, playing an American, um, and so I was a little bit uh, on the edge as far as that goes. But as far as, far as over, overall, as far as the overall five part series goes, I thought it was fine. I think it could have been better. I think it could have been a little bit more, I don't know, I felt I felt like it was trying too hard maybe um, to like tap into the zeitgeist. And I think part of the problem too is we've seen a lot of these stories before where we've seen the, you know, the, the successful person from the 70s and 80s get down the wrong path and mm-hmm. get and get involved with the wrong crew and, and, you know, undermine themselves and sabotage themselves. So... Um, the story, like you said, wasn't really all that different or surprising for somebody who was following the fashion industry. Not that I was, but just to, you know, I, I kind of saw what everything was everything was going to do and what everything was coming. Um, what about you, Coco? What did you think? I've been doing a lot of rambling. <laughs> I think it was okay. I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I thought Ewan McGregor was really good. Um, the accent bit that you're talking about, like I think... Early in the first episode, he did have like a more quote unquote normal American accent. But then by the end of the first episode, when he has like become Halston, like then I think Ewan McGregor did a good job of putting on that really sort of deliberate, overly Mm -hmm. affected, you know, voice that the real Halston used, which you will definitely hear if you watch the documentary on him. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it kind of edged a little bit on the UK kind of, maybe I was hearing it because I know that he's Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, having seen the documentary, I understood that. Like he, he talks very much like this and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it was affected, but I, at certain points I was like, was that a British accent or a Scottish accent? I just heard <laughs> sneaking in there. So anyway, <laughs> I didn't get that. Um, it, uh, the whole thing looked great. Mm-hmm. It, they did not spare any expense. Like it looked really expensive, which you would expect from like a luxury designer, a guy who right. blew like $40,000 a month on orchids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just, I just blew $50 on uh, hydrangeas. So <laughs> right. I can, I can relate to that. Right. Totally. <laughs> Because we're basic. We're not Halston. We're basic. We've got hydrangeas. He's got orchids. Um, I wish it... The the first three episodes did a really good job of charting his rise. Mm -hmm. And then in the fourth episode is where all the wheels start to come off. Mm -hmm. 
But then the fifth episode to me felt like maybe they had written ep- scripts for six episodes and then Netflix came back and said, you can have five. Mm. So the fifth episode to me didn't really feel like... Like in the documentary, he had hired a guy named John David Ridge to work in his workroom and to do like a little bit of like design assistant type stuff. Um, and this was like at least a few months before he was ousted from his company. Mm-hmm. But then in the series, one day this John David Ridge guy just shows up. Like Halston wasn't involved in the hiring mm-hmm. at all, but apparently in real life he was. This guy just shows up and then like a week later he turns in a design for a jacket and Halston is all angry about it and he's calling it a betrayal and I'm like, but you have no relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you just met him three minutes ago. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there and then he he goes from hating this guy and then he designs some costumes for a dance company and then mm-hmm. he's like, I need somebody I can trust to help right, me design this. Right. So he goes back to this guy who he said betrayed him. Yeah. You know, so that felt a little fabricated. Yeah. So like the the fifth episode I felt like it could have been more focused. Like if it had been two episodes and they had to combine it into one yeah. for whatever reason, like maybe they could have done like a little bit better job of that. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. That was one of the things, and I didn't really gather that until you started ta- telling me about that and talking about it. But it felt a little rushed to me. The, the yeah. production itself, it felt a little rushed. And I don't mean that like the acting was bad or anything like that. The sets were all good, like you said. It just felt to me like the story was was fast. It was... Uh, something like maybe they didn't want to go the eight or nine episodes that Ratchet did, and so they were saying, let's contain this, like you said. But it, it felt choppy a little bit. Um, and the guy's life was pretty spectacular. So there could have been, they could have dwelled a little bit more on this and a little bit more on that. At the same time, uh, I didn't get the sense that I wanted it any longer. I didn't want the piece to be any longer. I didn't want the oh, series yeah. to be any longer. I thought it was five episodes I thought were fine. See, I would have I would have watched eight episodes of this versus eight episodes of Ratchet. Oh, yeah. Like, Ratchet was, <laughs> was awful. We just, uh, I just can't get that time back. <laughs> and speaking of other Ryan Murphy productions, I will watch Ewan McGregor in anything. Um, but as soon as I heard that this was a Ryan Murphy production, I was like, oh, no. Right. Oh, God. This could either be... The People versus O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. which is A++++, probably the best television series I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Or this could be Ratchet, which is like an F, <laughs> which was like so, so horrible. Right. And it took us like three weeks to watch. You know, and it took episodes. us another three weeks to get over it, too. <laughs> right. After that, it was like seeing all those nasty scenes and the... Right. So this was a good Ryan Murphy production. Yeah. Like yeah. I... It was understated. It was yeah. it was a little bit as as funny as that is to say mm-hmm. about a fashion series in the seventies and eighties in New York. It was actually a little bit understated to me. Like they didn't blow out. They had the music, but they didn't blow it out. And they didn't like not every scene was, you know, like the like I said, there was that one obligatory scene where they get off the plane and everybody's walking in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and then the rock music kicks in and everybody's like, whoa! Like it's everybody since Tarantino has done that, right? Is like okay, we get the slow motion rock music thing. Um, but there weren't too many of those moments in this series. And I mm-hmm. think there could have been, there, there was a danger of there being too many of those. Yeah. And it was actually understated in that way. It's like some of the music was there. I would have liked a little bit more of the music to be in there because frankly, that music sets such a tone for a piece like this. And, but you don't want to hear the same 
you know, Rolling Stones songs all the time or the same David Bowie songs all the time that are in every movie about the 70s and 80s. Well, so, and they're at Studio 54, so that should have just been like wall-to-wall disco. It should have been for disco like the whole episodes. time. Yeah, 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 exactly. At least. Yeah, so uh, I think there was a, maybe a li- little bit of a missed opportunity there, but at the same time, I appreciate that they didn't go over the top. They did actually include some decent music to, to set the tone. And speaking of uh, things that I wish we could have seen more of, I felt like in the beginning, the first, like, say, episodes two to four, they did a really good job of showing. So Halston uh, basically sold his company to a company called Norton Simon, which wasn't really in the fashion business. They did a lot of other stuff, but they wanted to get in the fashion business, and Halston was an up-and-comer, so everybody sees dollar signs. Um, So he basically had the capital, so he wouldn't have to worry about, how am I going to pay my electric bill next month? I can just focus on designing. And they, Bill Pullman, I thought, did a great job as the head of uh, Norton Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they did show a lot of the business side of it in episodes two to four. But then Norton Simon got taken over by a company called Smark, which owns Playtex, which means now Halston is owned by like tampons. And <laughs> in episode five, when things really hit the fan with Smark and the guy who was brought in to oversee Halston for Smark, like they didn't really show any business there. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, episode five felt very rushed. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, like, yeah, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll is great, but like, I also wanted to see the business side of it and like, how do things, how do the wheels start to come off? Yeah, how did it devolve from on there? the business deal? Because this is a guy who didn't even own his name, right? You know, and his company just got sold like eighty bajillion times, mm-hmm. and he's doing this billion dollar deal so his clothing can be in pennies, which in 1983 is insane, but today everybody's doing it, you know? Right, right. So I wish we could have seen more of like the business side of it to show like how he got pushed out and in you the wanted do- more boardroom meetings is what you wanted i did which nobody has said ever more graphs but, and stuff but he uh i mean he's such a diva and he's like throwing stuff and there was some conflict in the 2019 documentary about people getting locked out of the halston offices mm-hmm, and like did mm-hmm. halston change yeah, the locks yeah, yeah. did s mark change the locks and that wasn't in the series at all which could have very easily been a scene and i totally thought it was going to be because like toward the end of episode five there were a couple shots of ewan mcgregor coming in and like mm-hmm. unlocking the door after hours or like you just see a close-up of like the door handle and he comes to push on it and i'm like oh the the door is not going to open and nothing ever happened so mm-hmm. i wish there could have been more of how he fully got pushed out in episode five. And this is why I say maybe like an episode six would have been good just mm-hmm. to like go into more of that business aspect of it. Yep. So so overall, 26 letters. <laughs> what is your grade for Halston? I'd give it a B. Oh, a B. Solid B? Yeah, solid B. Yeah. I thought I thought the performances were great. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were definitely some Ryan Murphy moments that I didn't appreciate. Like we got the full Liza with a Z performance. And I was just like, Oh, kill me now. And yeah, that was uh, terrible. You know, and then there were like a few other times where, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. But for the most part, I thought it was really good. And the woman who played uh, Liza Minnelli, I don't know her name, but I believe it's Krista Rodriguez. Thank you. She was, she was pretty good. Actually. I thought yeah. she was uh, pretty decent. She played a very likable Liza. Um, and having seen Liza Minnelli in the documentary, uh, that was an interesting uh, juxtaposition uh, for us as well. Um, but overall, I'd say for me, out of 10, 
I'm looking at probably a six. I mean, it was pretty good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not, you know, if I'm like bachelor adults, I'm not watching this. But <laughs> Daltz had never heard of Halston. I, yeah, before I'd never heard of Halston. I was like, oh, we have to watch this Netflix series, and Daltz was like, who is this guy? And I'm like. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you've never heard of him, but Halston was fashion in yeah, the seventies, and I didn't. I had no idea who he was. I thought maybe he was like you know a superhero or something like that. But um, <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! <laughs> Can you even imagine the kind of superhero outfit that Halston would design? That would be awesome. It would just be all like flowy, like palazzo pants, right. and, and he'd, you know, <laughs> he'd appear like in a poof of smoke and stuff like right. that. Totally. It'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd heard of. Pierre Cardin and Oscar de la Renta uh-huh. and some of the other guys that were in this and I had never heard of him. So um, I'm sure they had him in Canada. I'm sure he had his perfume in Canada or, or whatever. At Can- Canadian Tire. <laughs> Canadian Tire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Canadian Tire is the best store ever. So they very well could have had maybe Canadian Tire uh, would have carried his like oven mitts or something like that. I mean, if Halston 3 was in pennies, then why wouldn't a Halston line be at Canadian Tire. Halston A. <laughs> Halston A. Halston A. <laughs> Have you got any Halston A? <laughs> All right. So anything else to add to this luxurious uh, uh, moment that we're having? Speaking of the wheels coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Tires, wheels. Very nice. Hey, hey everybody. Hey. And the dog is looking up like, oh, my God, you too. He's like, can I leave? Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, listener. We appreciate you push, pushing through here with the podcast and making it to the end. So for another episode of the podcast, I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalton.